This is the 77 WABC minicast. Alan Dershowitz's new book is War Against the Jews. And Professor Dershowitz, this is stunning. This is the report I want to get to first. Of course, the big news that just broke a little bit ago with Robert Hurd, who is the special counsel for President Biden investigating Biden. And he determined that he willfully kept documents, but that he would be too elderly, essentially, before a jury, that he couldn't even remember when, you know, he was vice president. Your thoughts on just this report and what it means? Well, I think the question is the same question was raised when James Comey released a report on Hillary Clinton that may conceivably have cost her the election. There are other things that cost her the election, too. But those of us who are purists say that, you know, when a prosecutor decides not to prosecute, that generally should be the end. It should be a one-paragraph statement saying there was insufficient evidence so the jury wouldn't prosecute. But then he wrote a book. And then uh, the the editor of the book, uh, Garland, the attorney general, decided to publish it. Remember, he could have, he could have declined to publish it. Um, he had that right. But obviously, politically, that would have been hard to do. So he's produced this. And this will have a devastating effect, I think, on the electoral chances of, of Joe Biden. I mean, I just can imagine the campaign slogan. Do you want an elderly man with a faulty memory to be confronting Putin and, 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 and you know, other enemies of America? Uh, this was a gift handed by her to um, a political gift handed to Donald Trump. Go ahead, go ahead yeah, yeah. Uh, Ed Cox here, uh, Professor. From uh, the uh, the Trump indictments, what impact does the Her report have on the Trump indictments? Well, I think there's a substantial chance that the prosecutor may decide to drop the uh, Florida case um, involving documents. Now, he, he goes through page after page of distinguishing the two cases, but he doesn't do a particularly good job of it because uh, what he says is, well, Trump didn't cooperate. Well, there's no obligation to cooperate. When my clients are being prosecuted by the government, the last thing I do is cooperate. I mean, I cooperate if you give me something for it, if you reduce the sentence or you drop the charges. But um, you're not patriotic when you're under indictment. And so there's no obligation to be cooperative. And that shouldn't be the criteria for whether somebody's prosecuted or not, whether they're cooperative. More likely is the fact that uh, that Biden actually gave some of these, apparently gave or told uh, some of these things to his ghostwriter who had no authority to have access to them. That's much worse than having waved, as Donald Trump did, waved a paper in front of some reporter just to show up and say, look, I could have declassified this, but I didn't. So I think it's going to have an impact. The question is, if they don't drop the prosecution, will the jury be able to know that uh, in a comparable case involving the man who's running against Trump, they didn't prosecute and they're prosecuting mm-hmm. him. So it's going to be it's, it's, it's difficult to see whether it'll have legal implications, but it certainly has political implications. Even if Trump loses, he's not going to lose much politically when Biden was not prosecuted for a similar crime. Yeah, it is stunning. Uh, Judge Weinberg. Welcome back, Professor. What I want to ask you is this. Have you heard that Jack Smith, the special counsel, has been making noise and out there about Judge Cannon, the Florida U.S. District Court judge, because she's been uh, giving continuances with respect to the the trial dates and also release certain documents 
as part of discovery to defense counsel, and he says that he's considering moving to have her replaced as a trial judge. What's your thoughts on that? Well, he wants to have uh, a judge and a jury and a jurisdiction that's favorable to him. He has that in the District of Columbia. Uh, he has a judge who is very, clearly very favorable to him there and, and a jury pool, and now he doesn't want to have a judge that he thinks is unfavorable to him. I don't think that's going to get him anywhere. Um, uh, but, you know, the, the, the jury pool in, in Florida, in that county, uh, is a much fairer one than jury pools in the District of Columbia. That's so why he went after him in the District yeah. of Columbia. He didn't of like course, what he got in Florida, so that's why he picked yeah. D.C. Yeah, no doubt. No yeah. doubt. Um, Governor and Patterson, you, know, he, you also have a question for uh, Professor Dershowitz. Alan, there's a lot of discussion these days about does the president have more rights than the individual citizen? If this were an individual citizen, and this is a criminal charge, and the prosecutor doesn't want to go forward because of uh, the person's poor memory or some other mental condition, what they would do is bring in a psychiatrist to examine the person, then they would examine whether or not they could go forward. And in a regular case, if this you know just happened here in Manhattan, if the yeah. person was not fit to go to trial, they would give them an order of retention and put them in a psychiatric institution. That's what would yeah, actually I happen. What what the special prosecutor isn't he isn't going that far. He's not saying he's incompetent to stand trial. He's saying that a jury will be sympathetic to uh, a well-meaning old man, elderly man, who has difficulty remembering. He's not saying he's incompetent. He's not saying there's a technical legal incapacity to stand trial. He's just saying this went into his evaluation as to how the jury would decide the case. But that's not the that's not his role. Of, uh, of him to do. Yeah, I mean, exactly. who knows how a jury will decide? Juries can be sympathetic or unsympathetic. Just because a person is good looking, for example, that should never be a criteria for not prosecuting them. We know that good looking people have a better chance in front of the jury. Professor Dershowitz, leave us, leave us out of that. Leave us out of that, all right? <laughs> I know you're talking about all of us in the studio, okay? <laughs> yeah. I can imagine making the following argument to a judge. Look, it's my client. I'm a really good lawyer. So you're never going to get a conviction here because I'm a good lawyer. And that's why you shouldn't prosecute him. Nobody would listen to that. Of course not. And they shouldn't. Yeah. You, you know, it's interesting, uh, Professor Dershowitz, you talked about sort of the, the point that uh, Governor Patterson was talking about, the incompetency versus poor memory. The memory was really poor. I mean, you you probably read on one of the pages. It was stunning to me because they are saying Robert Hur said when Biden was in the interview process with them, he could not remember the year he started the vice presidency, the year he left it. He couldn't remember the year his son died. These were like, you know, major facts. I mean, yeah, this no, is I damning to him personally. Damning. I agree with you. I agree with you. And, you know, the question is, should it have been revealed from a point of view of the democratic process? We should know all we can about any presidential candidate. But this is going to change minds. Uh, remember, this is not an election about who is the best person for president. This is an election about who's the worst person for president. Both candidates have so many negatives that a lot of people will be casting their vote not for a candidate, but against the candidate. And this will lead to a lot of people saying, gee, you know, we like we like Biden. He's a nice guy. We'd like to have a, a drink with him. But, gee, should he be the one negotiating with Putin? Don't think so. So I think this is the Chinese. Yeah, yeah, or the Chinese. Right. 
I mean, they're trying to sell him like he's out there, like he's a spring chicken and diffusing all this. And this I want to ask you also, Professor Dershowitz, what if you were Trump, uh, what would you do with this information, with this damning report? How do you think it helps him? I mean, what would you go out there and say and what should his attorneys say? Well, I I think I would say two things. Number one, it shows a two-tiered system of justice. You can't have two presidential candidates running against each other, both of whom have intentionally uh, maintained classified information and prosecuting one, not prosecuting the other. That's a very strong argument. A lot of people will resonate with that. And then second, just quote, let it speak for itself. The statements that he makes, that Heard makes about his memory and about his capacity and about his ability that will both of those will have a big impact look this was a great day for donald trump he's going to win nine nothing probably in the supreme court despite the fact that his lawyer made one of the dumbest arguments i have ever heard i've never heard a more tone deaf or tone deaf argument than the argument made by trump's lawyers now trump's lawyer is going to be very he's going to be a hero because he's going to win the case nine nothing but it was a terrible argument what he did is he focused on the part of the Constitution of the 14th Amendment that says, even if a person is disqualified because he's an insurrectionist, Congress, by a two-thirds vote of both houses, can remove that disability. That was his argument. Not a single justice looked and accepted that argument. So then they have an hour of argument, and then they give him time for rebuttal. He goes back to that argument. He was so tone deaf. My God. Wow. And, 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 and it was a horrible argument. And the, the, the stars of the show were the justices. They made the arguments. Yeah, they even Elena Kagan. Yeah. For, yeah. All of them. They made much better arguments for Trump than his lawyer did. And he didn't even have to pay uh, the, the justices. They were much better lawyers for him than was his own lawyer. But, you know, I think many members of the public can't judge how bad a lawyer is. He's handsome and he's well-spoken. And he was polite, but he did a terrible, terrible job in terms of trying to influence these justices. He didn't have any influence or impact on the judge's decision. Uh, Ed Cox, a uh, final comment? No, for- I agree with that completely. I think it goes for some of his lawyers here in New York who have just blown the arguments, particularly, yeah, yeah. particularly in the defamation case. Well, but he's going to win the case. It could be 9 nothing. It could be 8 to one but I think he'll win. Yeah, I do, too. It's great to be on with you guys. We love having you you on, Professor Dershowitz. (laughs) And again, uh, your great book, The War Against the Jews. Thank you very much. Have a great evening. Thank you. Thank you so much.